Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. We thank you for sticking it out through the break. But we're back, baby. And we got two episodes for you this week. Two one-off episodes. We're going to post them back-to-back to to make up for uh, the lonely weeks that uh, you've been away from us. First up is Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think it's an 80s movie. Uh, We made it through about half the movie, and then we got too tired, and we turned it off. The next one is The Hunter uh, with Willem Dafoe about hunting the Tasmanian tiger. Uh, Great movie. It's one of our favorites, but unfortunately we only got about through half of that as well. So it makes it perfect for these little one-off episodes that we are going to give you. Um, Of course, uh, if you are listening to The Hunter first, go back and listen to The Running Man. If you're listening to The Running Man first, make sure you go and and listen to The Hunter as always, we like to thank Gilgamesh Brewing for fueling Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. It's the summer, so get on over, stay cool, go to your local tap house that serves Gilgamesh, and grab a beer or go to their facilities in Salem, Oregon, and grab some food, stay cool, and get a cold beer. Uh, it's still the summer, so you can drink a summer seasonal. Drink something like the Hoot Attack, uh, which is a really good... Uh, personally, I think it's a little bit more springy, but I was over there the other day and someone was drinking it, and it's the summer, so it makes sense. Go get the Hoot Attack ISA. Its flavors are reminiscent of, uh, you know, you cross that scene in the first Harry Potter movie when all the owls swoop in, right? But combine that with Jaws. Exactly. It's Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. Welcome to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. Yep. The spiciest beer drinking podcast where we watch movies. And I'm Rhett. I'm John. What were you going to say? And drink beer. Yeah. Spiciest beer drinking podcast. Which has movies. Bad movies. Except today. This movie sucks. This movie's great. <laughs> Um, actually, yeah, I do actually love this movie. Um, we're watching, um, The Hunter? Yep. The Hunter with Willem Dafoe, the man. Whenever I cast movies, uh, Willem Dafoe is always in my (laughs) go-to. Mostly because of his roles in, uh, Boondock Saints. Yeah. Um, and that's about it, really. <laughs> Obviously, he deserves more praise for things like Platoon and whatever else, but... He's been in three movies. <laughs> yeah, this uh, and Boondock Saints, Boondock and, Saints and, Platoon. and Platoon. Fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> he was in Spider-Man? Yeah, he was the main bad guy. The Green Goblin? Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Um... But yeah, I always I always have like Sam Rockwell and Willem Dafoe. I always put in my like go to lists when I'm casting my movies. Is Nick Cage in there? Fuck no. <laughs> maybe uh, like tricky Nicky. Maybe like pre The Rock Nick Cage, but The Rock. The Rock, you know, with uh, Connery. Yeah, I didn't realize Nick Cage was in there. It's been years since I've seen that movie. It was a good movie. It's a great movie. Scared the heck out of me when I was a kid. Not really sure why. Being pretty quiet, make sure you speak up. Or at least it scared the heck out of me while I was a kid. Is that I'm not is that so? really sure why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that your best NPR voice? <laughs> that was a pretty good NPR voice you did there. Was it? Yeah. Thank you. I listen to a lot of NPR, so. <laughs> Star Wars, please let these Star Wars. <laughs> that stuck in my head all day. So was it just someone saying Star Wars to the 
the melody of the theme song? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, God, there's something else I was going to say about this movie. Actually, I do like this movie. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, as far as, like, tasteful, small-role, independent movies go. Yeah, very independent. And, I mean, it really has a good story. Both stories, really. The family and the... Uh, and the hunt. The dog, yeah. yeah. Um, man, you know, like, I really like small cast indie movies. Like, have you ever seen Moon? No. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. Yeah, like three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> and then we I should just, probably watch it at we some should. point. It's really good. And uh, we went and good. watched, uh, the other night, we went and watched this movie called Ex Machina. Um, it's in theaters, actually, and for, like, being, it seemed like such a small film, but it's... Uh, uh, about AI, basically like... Oh, is it the one where they have commercials? <laughs> Did you listen to one of the podcasts and say that? No, is that from a podcast? I said that on a Dula Tanks. Oh, no, I didn't listen to it. What it is that the one where they have commercials? <laughs> They've been playing commercials about this, like, helper robot deal. What? I don't know. <laughs> the reason I went and saw the movie is because it was the first time I've ever heard a movie advertisement, like a movie sponsorship advertisement on a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, normally when they're like, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace or whatever. Yeah. Like, they said, like, and this episode is brought to you by the movie Ex Machina in theaters. And I was like, what the fuck? I never so heard of that. what's the movie about? It's just like, so basically the premise is... This guy, like, wins a lottery, and he gets to go to the leader of, like, the biggest company in the world's um, house. Basically, like, it'd be, like, the CEO of, like, Google's house or whatever. Yeah, okay. And he's out in the middle of nowhere, and he goes out there, and when he gets there, it's basically because he's going to be involved in, like, producing... Um, he's, he's helping test an AI. And he has an AI program that he's put in this robot body... Is it a female body? Yeah. It is the one where they have previews on TV, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't seen Are there more than one female robot movies out right now? I don't know. <laughs> I think it could be. Keep on talking. Um, are you going to Google I, female uh, robot helper movie? <laughs> a lot of stuff will come up. But, but uh, what, what is it called? Ex Machina. EX Machina. Um, but yeah, and he like talks with the robot and has to basically determine whether or not it's a true AI. Oh yeah, that's the movie I'm thinking of. The one with commercials. <laughs> how, how, how specific? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, it's really good. Does the robot go crazy? Is no. That... No, it doesn't go crazy. It's a very cunning robot. Um, I mean, I could spoil it for you if you want. I'm probably not going to see it. You, you know how many movies I see? <laughs> I mean, are you ever going to see it? I might, but I like to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Does that, like, isn't that why you're watching it, though? <laughs> To figure out what happens. The like surprises. <laughs> Fine. Spoiler <laughs> alert for Ex Machina. Shut off now. Okay. Uh, so basically what it is is so this guy wins the thing and he goes to this guy's house. And they're the two main characters. The guy produced the AI and now he wants someone to test it to determine if it's a true AI or not. So he goes down there and he sits in this little glass bubble and he talks to the robot. Okay. And she flirts with him and is basically just talks and she's aware that she's a machine and she's aware that, you know, they live separate lives or whatever and and it's really weird when she, and she asks him all these questions and she, like, gets all girly on him a few times and is like, what do you think about, like, and she goes and, like, puts clothes on and is like, what do you think about these clothes? And Okay. And at one point she's, like, wears a wig so she looks, like, more human and, and she does all this stuff and... And, uh... And anyway, and then it comes out 
he uh, she basically sets it up so that they can communicate without being monitored every like once in a while and she says at one point that um that he shouldn't trust his boss the guy that he's okay and and then that's kind of where it builds from there you know oh you shouldn't trust him you shouldn't trust him and then it comes down to basically like she wants help escaping because he finds out through whatever way that like his boss is just like a fucked up guy basically and is going to kill her even though like she seems alive to him now. Okay. And so he puts in motion this plan to help her escape, but the guy is aware of it and he's like, "Oh yeah, you were going to help her escape." Like blah blah blah. I, I was just curious like how were you going to do that? And and he's like, "Well, you know, and he confesses he was going to get him drunk or whatever, but the guy doesn't take the bait." And he's like, "Yeah, man, I knew you were going to do that." And he's like, well, why did you bring me here? And it's like, well, it wasn't because you were good at coding. It was because, like, you're a sucker. And I, and she was, I knew that she was going to try and trick you to escape. Basically, my test was to see how far she could get trying to, like, trick yeah. someone into escaping or helping her escape or whatever. Like, she's a rat in a maze, basically. And uh, he's like, well, that's bullshit. And then, um, so then she triggers this thing. Which was supposed to be the signal for, like, what he was supposed to do. And he goes, well, that's too bad that you didn't get a chance to do that. Like, what were you going to do? And he's like, yeah, I was going to basically make it so when the power shuts down, the door locks are reversed and all the doors are open instead of locked. And he goes, oh, yeah, that would have been smart. And he's like, yeah, too bad I did it last night. And the guy's like, oh, fuck. So he, like, goes to try and stop her from escaping because she does. Mm -hmm. She comes into the house. And it's really weird because he has this other, like, robot helper that doesn't talk or understand English. Okay. And she's basically like a sex bot. And the you see the AI Ava, which is the main character, mm-hmm. like talking to this like other robot. Yeah. And then the like company dude is like trying to stop Ava and like he breaks her arm off and is like, Alright, we're going back down there. And then the other robot comes up and like stabs him. Nope. And he ba- he fucking dies or whatever. And then Ava just fucking like she replaces her arm and then she finds like the old model of the robots and she like takes all their skin because they were like skinned up so that they could be like sex dolls basically yeah she takes all their skin and puts on some clothes and then she walks out and the the kid is like trapped in the house and he can't get out because all the doors are locked <laughs> and then she got uh, yeah she's like set loose on the world basically yeah huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's worth seeing. I mean, it's... uh, Well, not now. I know what happens. Well, you can pause it. (laughs) Yeah, if we just rewind, it'll all be gone. Hopefully, (laughs) listeners don't care that we just spoiled the fuck out of X Machina, but... You you gave me plenty of warning, so... But, yeah, really good. And then, of course, at least me and Bailey always used to... We've had these debates ever since we were even dating about whether or not, like, AIs are really alive... Oh, you know, and all this yeah, stuff, and that's philosophical. Right? And I'm of the mind that they are. Like, if you like, you've seen. Have you ever seen Star Trek: The Next Generation? The show. Yeah, a few of them. Well, and there's the Lieutenant Commander Data, and he's an android. And I feel like it's safe to say he's alive. Like he has emotions, and he yeah. has, you know, like he falls well, in it love. Comes back and, to what is what what makes life. <clears throat> yeah. Well. It's interesting. I mean, he has self-preservation. He has people he cares about. Um, you know, and he pursues art. Like he tries self-preservation. Like he dips himself in a bombing fluid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he takes vinegar baths every other day. <laughs> um, but he pursues art, and he tries to become human, like constantly throughout the. Yeah, I remember some of that. Like even in the movie, there's a scene because he finds this emotion chip. That his like creator made for him, but didn't give to him uh, because it was too unstable. So he's u- in the one of the movies. He's using the emotion chip, and he's like talking to Captain Picard, and he's like, "I'm sensing anxiety, excitement. This is great." And and Captain's like, "You might want to shut off your uh, emotion chip for now." And he goes, "Right." And then he's like, just completely straight face <laughs> from then on, like. <laughs> I get- but uh, but I think there's a whole episode about that in Star Trek that I suggest everyone should go watch. I can't remember what it's called, but basically this guy from Starfleet is saying that he's going to repossess Data 
to take him in and study him because, you know, what they can learn from his positronic brain and his workings will benefit, um, you know, the uh, study of cybernetics or whatever the fuck it is. Um, and what? No, it was just funny. What is? No, just stringing long words together. I mean, I know I'm not... Cybernetics? Is that a long word? It's long enough. <laughs> no, we. I went to near Antelope Thursday afternoon and got back at last night to spray weeds at the... Jeez. The Washington Family Ranch. Yeah. And we were talking about something in the pickup right over. We were talking about alcohol, powdered alcohol. <laughs> And they're trying to figure out how to make it, and I, I said something about reverse engineering carbon rings or something, and <laughs> everyone in the pickup was like, "Huh? Oh, I don't know either. I just strung a lot, a lot of long words together, and oh, hopefully someone would pick it up." Star Trek. Is that what you're going for? Like, that's what they do? No. Oh. Cybernetics <laughs> is not a long word. <laughs> it's two words. Cybernetics. Yeah. Cybernetics. Like, you know, when you catch fish, you get your netics. <laughs> that was really bad. Don't laugh. Net, net aches. <laughs> your net is sore from using it too much. <laughs> or net aches are what you have when you, uh, when you use the internet too much. Like, right in here. <laughs> I just made a masturbation like gesture. Elbow. Yes, tennis elbow. Net aches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it's a whole new disease. <laughs> oh, man. But that episode's really good. And, and they put him on trial, basically. And, um, and Commander Riker has to defend Data that, and prove in this trial that he's a human being. Or not a human being, but a, a, a creature that's alive. And then uh, Captain Picard has to um, basically be the anti-person... And he has to basically prove that Data is just a machine. And it's brutal. At one point, he just walks over and turns Data off. Like, he hits his off switch, and he's like, whoosh. Oh. But then the slam dunk is when Riker brings out the fact that he had a girlfriend who died, and he has, like, a memorial to her, her in his room. Yeah. And they're like, well, how can you have a relation? Like, what was the nature of your relationship? And he's like, sexual. He's like, what? A robot had sex with a human being? He's like, I am fully functional. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Derek, do you want to check the chickens? Thank you. Makes for a great podcasting mm-hmm. topics of conversation. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so of course we me, me and Bailey had the we had the conversation about whether or not she was actually alive or all this stuff. I was like, I mean, she tricked two human beings. Like, and one. And yeah. then was able to trick the helicopter driver to take her back into the city. How'd she do that? I don't know. It doesn't show. Like, she just goes out and waits for the helicopter driver because he was supposed to be there that day. Because the only way in and out of the house, basically, because it's like a huge compound. The only way in and out is via helicopter. Oh, okay. So, and then she just waits there and the helicopter driver comes and then she gets in the helicopter and they fly away. There you go. So, I mean, that says something. It sure does. I mean, a chess computer couldn't do that. Chess computer? Chess computer couldn't trick like two a, human beings. Is that a pacemaker? Chess computer? <laughs> Ooh, iPod. <sighs> I love his little... It's his adapter. Quirks in this movie, like he's a bath guy. He goes through great this lengths. <gasps> he goes through great lengths to uh, get the bath when he's in New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. Is he in New Zealand or in Australia? I think it's New Zealand. Well, no, wait, it's the. It's not the Tasmanian Devils. Tasmanian. Yeah, the Tasmanian Tiger. Yeah. So is, it, is he in Tasmania? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe he is.
Whatever happens to that guy? What guy? The guy that they send with him. He doesn't. They don't send anyone with him. Oh, I thought they did. They send a guy after him. Oh. And Willem Dafoe kills him. That's right. Remember at the end? Vaguely. Like, the, I think it's a rival company. And the guy, like, takes his gun from him and ma- basically makes Willem Dafoe walk. And he remembers where there were traps set and stuff, so he leads the guy yeah. over the trap, and then he steps on it, and he manages to grab another gun and get it put together and shoot the guy. <laughs> That's like one of the best scenes in this movie, man. It's so, it's just done so perfectly. This kind of crypt, not not really cryptozoology, is really cool stuff. You get to dig in all the different animals that, you know, there's old footage or pictures or evidence of. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like, you know, the whole Bigfoot thing. I mean, that's cryptozoology. Yeah. And the whole thing with that is I always tell people, too, it's like, look, a hundred years ago, they had, like, mountain gorillas were virtually unknown. You know, like orangutans, um, African mountain gorillas. Also, the giant panda is, like, my <laughs> primary one. Like, animals that seem so common to us now Yeah, were mysteries back then. Well, there's so many people on Earth. Yeah, there's so many people on Earth that we could all fit into one place. We could all fit in Alaska. We could all fit in Texas if we really packed people in. You know what I mean? That'd be tight. Fine. We could all fit in Africa, where there's no Bigfoots. Yeah. Okay, there's that many people that there would be that much landmass out there free. Like, look at the most remote reaches of Canada. There's so many dense forests, and... Yeah, that's... I mean... Yeah. I mean, this movie is a prime example. Like, he goes to a freaking island where there's, like, supposedly one last creature left... And nobody knows that it exists, really. Nobody believes that it exists. The dogs, the search dogs best did say Tasmania. So I guess they are in Tasmania. Yeah. And I mean, you go, I mean, even around here, some of the forests, they're so dang thick. And it's like, what, last year they found like 150 new species of birds alone? Like, come on. I mean, I'm really into that sort of thing. And it's like, what, three years ago, four years ago, we found the giant squid? No, that short amount of time? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Really? They found definitive proof. Huh. So it's just like, why couldn't there be... It's a lot of calamari. Yeah, it makes me hungry just thinking about it. But why couldn't there be uh, Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Gigantopithecus. I mean, there used to be birds in prehistoric times. There were birds that were like six feet tall and could swoop a man up. Yep. Texas Thunderbirds. Coast to coast right there. Thunderbirds, sure. There's also a real bird called, uh, they called it the Terror Bird. Terror? Terror. Okay. Terror Bird. That's its nickname. You want to see another terrifying creature that's real? Look up the Shoebill. This bird is like five feet tall and runs and is terrifying. It looks like straight out of a nightmare. <laughs> shoe bill? Shoe bill. Because its bill looks like a shoe. Oh, I thought it meant it bought a lot of shoes. Shoe yeah, build stork? I don't know. Just type in shoe bill. Holy crap! Exactly! That's real? Yes, and it's as tall as a human being. I'm never going to that place. Yeah, it's found in like one place in Africa. What the? If that bird is real, why can't Bigfoot be real? (laughs) That is so scary. Please just imagine that chasing you for a moment. Nope. Like when you said nightmare. Yeah. And it looks like it eats 
Yep, it eats other animals. No, no, dude, come on now. Language. That is freaking terrifying. How did you find out about this thing? Um, Joe Rogan podcast. They were talking about uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> they were talking about Bigfoot. Him and uh, his guest, uh, Les Stroud, Survivor Man. There you go. Really good episode. Have you, have you seen some of Les's... Uh, Bigfoot episodes? Yeah, funny. I haven't watched them yet. It's so bad. Is it? I heard as far as Bigfoot shows go that it's pretty good. Well, it could be, but... You know, some of the first Survivor Man episodes were awesome. And yeah. then he kind of went off the deep end. Because he had this one show for a while. It was called, like, Extreme Survivalists or something. Yeah. Where he'd go around to different places where there were people that were surviving on hardly anything. And that was interesting. But his commentary was just so weird. He well, made, you know everything was apocalyptic when he talked. <clears throat> you know what I found? Is, uh... <clears throat> Uh, sorry, I just like love this movie, and it's crazy it's a great because movie. it sets your expectations in a weird place. Because, like, especially in this scene. So right now, Willem Dafoe he's using a restroom in town, and and uh, basically they're saying you have to pay to use it, buy a beer, and some of the locals there are kind of douchebags, and they kind of get confrontational with him. And at first, you're like, oh, dude, Willem Dafoe is gonna whoop their ass, right? Um. But then he just talks his way out of it, you know? It's like, what? Like. It's really one of those movies where after you watch it, you just kind of sit there for a little bit, letting it sink in. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched this movie. Like, I, I don't know why, but I love watching movies alone, like, late at night. Like, I think late at night is That's my favorite That's the first time. time I watched this yeah. movie. It's when we were snowed in. It was like midnight, and I couldn't go to sleep, so I figured, hey, why not turn on something on Netflix that I've yeah. never seen? Yeah. I love those times. And you can't manufacture those times. No, you can't. Like, tonight you I can't, can't say, oh, I'll start a movie at 11.30, a movie that I've never seen. Oh, yeah. Be terrible. Like, you just try and get it just perfect. Like, no, you got to be in the right place, the right yep. time. Like, yep. situation has to be perfect. Exactly. Like... Yeah, and this was one of those movies from... I watched it at Bailey's parents' house... Like, I don't know where everyone was. Like, I think there was some big family ordeal going on, and I was at the house alone. And it was, like, literally 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, eh, whatever. And I watched this, and I watched, like, I don't know, a bunch of other movies, too. I watched, like, three movies that night, and they were all just, like, groundbreaking to me. Um, but uh, you know what I found out about Les Stroud is that remember like I don't I thought I used to think he was a Royal Canadian Mounted Police like retired or something no he's just a guy he's just a guy like actually he's considered like one of the world's like well maybe not best but at least one of the most renowned uh, blues harmonica players in the world really yeah so that harmonica that he pulls out when he sets in for the night is not just yeah he's just not he's not fucking around <laughs> like uh, <clears throat> yeah so which actually made my respect for him go up a little bit because it's like how cool is that that he's actually going out there actually doing these things and he's just a dude yeah like that is. <clears throat> for all intents and purposes that makes him just like me or just like you you know it's like just a guy. You know, it's like, he's into the arts, and he's going to go out and make a TV show. Yeah. Like, badass. Like, he did work in radio and stuff, which is, like, where his production experience comes from, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He has a good radio voice.
Um, That's a rifle right there. Yes, sir. But, uh, and they spent a fair amount of time bashing on uh, Bear Grylls a little bit, because, you know, how fake it all is. And yeah. It's actually pretty fascinating. Um, uh, but, uh, Les Stroud, he, he had just come back from filming Survivor Man in India. Okay. And they didn't tell him until afterwards that he was in the densest Bengal tiger population in the world. And I don't know if you knew this, but Bengal tigers are responsible for 300,000 deaths in the last, like, two or 300 years. Which okay. equates to something like three deaths a day. <laughs> no. Yeah. Whoa. It's insane. That's crazy. I did not know that. I knew they killed people, but on yeah. three a day. Well, go online and YouTube, like, tiger attacks sometime. Like, it's insane. Like, there's this one video I watched, and it was because it was on the Joe Rogan show. And uh, this guy's, like, riding an elephant in India. And a freaking tiger jumps over the elephant, snags the guy, and takes him to the ground. And it's just like, literally, this guy's riding an elephant, minding his own business, and that tiger is like, fuck that guy! He just, like, jumps over the elephant from the ground. <laughs> they're cats, so that's what they think. I know, right? They're, they're a big that's mouse what cat. someone was talking about, and it's like, at the end of the day, you have to remember, like, they're just big cats. Yeah. <laughs> cats are jerks. Yeah. It's just like, literally, uh, and I love the thought that, like, this tiger's thought was, fuck that guy. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what house cats think. And you think you're safe on top of an elephant walking through the jungle, but no. <laughs> you're not. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, I forgot this guy was in this movie. Yeah, Sam Neill. How, yeah. When was the last time you watched this? How many times have you seen it? Just once? I think I watched it twice. I've, I've only seen it maybe twice, but... Yeah, Sam Neill's kind of like it's been the bad guy. It's been since I watched it. Yeah, I remember that now. Same hat from Jurassic Park. <laughs> no. <laughs> Similar. I think. He seems like such a backwoods like redneck in this. Like sometimes I had a hard time realizing that it actually was Sam Neill. Like I had to double check at the end of this movie because it's so like different. Oh yeah, but back to Survivor Man real quick. The story mm -hmm. was, uh, was that he uh he um Saw a tiger on his first day, and he's like, oh, that's scary. Then on his, like, first night or second night, he woke up to a tiger in his camp. And so he climbed, he had to climb a tree and haul all of his camera equipment up there and spend the night in a tree while a tiger stalked at the bottom of it oh, all night. Oh, good God. Yeah. Yeah, they say you have to be, like, at least, like, 15 feet up in a tree or something like that because they can jump 14 feet. <laughs> oh, man, that's scary. Isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, they're big jerk house cats. <laughs> I can kill you. <clears throat> I, uh, me and Kane did a whole episode of Duel on this, but I'm interested to hear what you think. Bigfoot versus a Bengal tiger. <laughs> Cage fight. <clears throat> Who's gonna win? <laughs> Okay, I just want to say, tickets were expensive to the uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Yeah, they were expensive <laughs> for that. You get a Bengals fired <laughs> Bigfoot in a cage. <laughs> that fight was a schoolyard fight compared to this. That is literally the best thing anybody's ever said about this. Everyone's like, really? Bigfoot's not real. And it's like, fuck you. If Bigfoot was real and they were having a cage fight, <laughs> we'd go. <laughs> Take out a second mortgage on the house. <laughs> Get front row tickets. <laughs> We're going to have to do a live feed podcast <laughs> from the ring. Oh, what would the audio be for, like, be for that? You get a tiger sounds. What are <laughs> That's a good tiger sound. <laughs> and then I've heard from Coast to Coast episodes that Bigfoot makes, like, yeah, like a whooping yeah. noise. Yeah. Seriously, well, though, dude, like, me I don't and Kane went, go, went back and forth, and we were like, all right, opening move in this situation. Like, what happened? <laughs> opening move for this. Open, okay, then they opened with this. Well, does the tiger get to use his claws? And it's like, fuck, yes, the tiger gets to use his That's claws. That's what I'm concerned about. The tiger has a lot of sharp things, teeth and claws. Bigfoot is big and strong. 
How heavy do you think a Bigfoot is? Because we're talking like tigers are like 800 pounds. Okay, then Bigfoot's probably 15. You think so? Because I was going to say, like, even if a big Bigfoot's like 10 to 12 feet tall, like, a tiger has to be like at least that tall standing up, right? Like, at least like 8, 9, 10 feet, right? No, I, I don't think so. Tigers are big, but they, they seem a lot bigger. pounds! They seem a lot bigger. And when you get up to them, they're not as big as you think. They're not as big as you think? Have you ever seen a tiger? The Jungle Book. <laughs> Haven't you been to the zoo? Yeah, I've been to the zoo and uh, Wildlife Safari. They're big tiger. I mean, they're big. Okay, well, here it says it's only 500 pounds, but I thought they got to be 800 pounds. Um, That'd be the American tiger. <laughs> Tied of McDonald's and soda. What is 120 inches? That's 10 feet. No. 60 inches is 5 feet. Is it? Yes. Okay. 12, 24, yeah. 36, 48, 60. Yeah, okay. So then times that by two. That's 10 feet. They're so, just as tall. So that's if they're standing with but their that's, paws? But no, that's I, that's probably from their butt to their head. It says that they're 10 feet long. Huh. Oh, that's including the tail. Damn it. Well, they're still big. Bigger house cop than I want to see. They are. Oh my god. They're almost four feet tall at the shoulders. So they're like this? That's not four feet! That's like three feet! No. This is like four feet. That's not four feet. I'm six feet. Take off a foot right here. Take off a foot I'm right here. A ruler. We figure this out real fast. I have another beer. Yeah. Four feet. Four feet. Pull it out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did I say? You said right here. I said right here. I was okay, going Okay, you're closer height. than I am. I'm like three and a half. Feet. You were doing like toddler height. <laughs> you were like inches. you were like a tiger, and you like held up like two feet. <laughs> like you I were grabbed my house cat. You did lower than the arm of the couch. <laughs> Don't argue with me. He's a me. short tiger. I'll grab you one. Thanks. I realized I was right by the fridge. No, it's okay. I was thinking maybe I didn't need one, but I do. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, if you don't mind parting with another one. No, it's fine. I definitely love Gilgamesh Brewing's beer, so thank you for giving me one. <laughs> oh. It's a good movie. I love these scenes too when he gets up here, kind of up in the wilderness and. Yeah. God bless. So, you been doing anything fun lately? Nope. Just working, huh? Yeah, for the most part. <clears throat> like I said, I was down at, I was in Central Oregon a couple days. Yeah. It was fun. <coughs> it's tiring, though. Saw a lot of snakes. A lot of lizards. No rattlers. Are you familiar with the Washington Family Ranch? Of course. Go there every Sunday. It's a long trip. It's four and a half, five hours. Well, hey, when you want a kangaroo, what do you do? It's not a kangaroo. Isn't it? No, that's a Tasmanian devil. Is it really? Yeah. They're literally like rats. They're everywhere.
be a fun job to do something like that, honestly. Take a special kind of person. Oh, that's a Tasmanian devil. devil. They're vicious little suckers. Are you familiar with the Washington Family Ranch? No. That big young life camp? Oh, yeah, sure. That the uh, Rajneesh cult used to own? Yeah. Crazy. I watched a documentary on it today. Bunch of wackos. A bunch of what? Wackos. Yep. That would be, I mean, that would be cool, but you've got to be good at it. What's the purpose of holding smoke over your clothes like that? Like, get the new smell out so that that way, like... I think it would get your scent out, wouldn't it? I, I mean, you'd smell like smoke, but that's more natural than you know, old yeah, spice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why they make unscented deodorants for when you go hunting. Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, deer will smell you and run. Oh, yeah. Unscented de- uh, detergent and whatnot. That's one reason why I figured I wouldn't be a very good deer hunter. Well, it would be a cool thing to do, like, even, you know, to, like, be able to go up into the woods for, like, a week at a time. Like, it would be cool, like, it would be a cool job, like, let's say if you worked, like, a week up in the woods, like, alone, solitary, and then maybe had, like, two and a half, three weeks at home. Yeah, and I think jobs like that, that's what they would be, because... Well, that's what he does. He goes yeah. up there for five days or whatever, and then he goes down for a yeah. few days. And I mean, you get paid. I mean, you're doing something like that. That's. I was looking at other jobs, and uh, I found one for a job I've always wanted, which is a fire watch. You know, for, oh. um, in the wilderness areas, mm-hmm. they got the big fire towers, and you basically just like sit in the tower all day looking for fires, and you live there basically. Yeah, it's like, oh, that'd be so cool if I was. My mom knew someone that did that and visited it. Yeah, and I mean, I mean. It's a big open room where, you know, kitchen, Mm -hmm. everything is just kind of around the room. And that's where you are for, what, four or five months maybe? Yeah, throughout, like, spring to late fall or Mm -hmm. early fall. Where was it at? Uh, There was a couple. One was in John Day. And then one was, like, further east and, like, south of Bend. I don't know where. Okay. Yeah, the other one was, like, up in, like, John Day, like, Prineville area, sort of. Yeah. Be a cool job. It would be... They had electricity and all that, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I like jobs like that. You know, it's like it's a lot like what my current job is like. You just kind of sit and watch and wait. <laughs> That would be weird, though. It gets tiring sometimes, but... Well, I mean, something like that, where you're there 24-7, what, four, five, six months a year. Yeah. No one is with you. Would Bailey go? I don't know. I didn't apply for it. I just... Yeah. But How I mean, much was it? It, was, it wasn't that much. It was like, oh. I think like two to $3,000 a month. Okay, so be... And they obviously take care of your room and board. Uh, I don't know, like, this one said, like, it's probably, it's recommended, like, if you have a trailer or, like, a camper. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't know. <clears throat> like, maybe. Because, I mean, for someone out of college that doesn't really know what, or someone out of high school doesn't really know what they want to do. Yeah. No, like no real family they want to spend time with, you know. Uh, people just vandalized Willem Dafoe's car. Because mm-hmm. he's a naturalist and the town is pretty much going deserted because logging is going out. Yep. I think going to Australia would be cool. I've got a family in Australia. Distant family. Yeah. Where'd she go? I was going to. They have a sheep ranch. 
That'd be cool. I would, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll go visit him. Right? <laughs> Ranching sheep in the outback. Not the outback. There's nothing there. But outskirts of the outback. Going on like a walkabout in the outback would be so crazy. It's like the most inhospitable place on the planet. Everything there wants to kill you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've got water. My boss is probably going to go for like a month. Really? Yeah, in January. That's cool. I'm down for that. I'll go with him. <laughs> but yeah, we're excited for Hawaii. Seriously. Yeah. Man, it's... it's you talked us into it. It's awesome. <laughs> like... You're welcome for talking. I a do bit. appreciate it. <laughs> it is that is pretty dang cool. I mean, dude, it's so cool over there. It's so freaking beautiful, and uh, there's so much cool stuff to do, so much cool stuff to see, and you're gonna get over there and you're gonna wish that you didn't come home. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, yeah, I, I I honestly cannot wait to go back. Like, like I was talking with Bailey the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, we can max out our credit cards, and I'll go back like three times next week." <laughs> My mom's over there all alone, Bailey. <laughs> you wouldn't. You're want being my... <laughs> so so thoughtless, not being over there right now. How dare you? I know. I just wish that I, you know, w- cared about my mother more. <laughs> <clears throat> What's the name of the island you guys went to? Oahu. Oahu, okay. It's the main island. Well, it's not the big island, but in my mind it's the main yeah. island because it's... That's know. where a lot of things are. <clears throat> yeah. We were looking and we can get pretty sweet deals going to Maui and then the big island. You're going to go to both? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yes, that's the way to go. I'm going to Oahu would have added a fair amount on... And yeah, uh, Maui and the Big Island have a lot of cool, like, natural things to see. That's, so, yeah. yeah, that's more what I'm after, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot, I might be going back right around that time, too. We can, uh, we'll, we can meet up, grab dinner. Would you really be going back that time? Maybe. That'd be sweet. Maybe sooner. Maybe later. But, yeah, that's kind of when we're looking at going, so. Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, I don't know, that's like one of the things like me and Baylor are excited about going back for is like being able to see the other islands and it's like, it's just cool, man. It's just another way of life. Yeah. It's like, it's so cool because it's like its own culture and it's part of the United States, but it's like its own culture. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. yeah. Because I've been to New Jersey. Yeah, I've been to kind of New Jersey, Missouri, Kansas, Oregon, California, Nevada, Idaho, Montana. They're all kind of the same. They really are. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been around Southwest and and the Northwest, and I've gone as far over as Florida. And it's really like you, no matter where you go, it's pretty much the same thing, you know. I mean, I've even been to Canada, and it's you know definitely like the cool thing about Canada is like you feel like you're in a different place. Yeah. That's the same thing with Hawaii, though. Like, you kind of feel like you're in a different place because, like, people look different. And there's, like, even a whole other language over there. Like, there's Hawaiian, but then they also have, like, their... Local dialect. Their local... They have their, uh... I don't don't know if if you pronounce it Creole or something. like Creole? That's, like, Louisiana. Yeah. They speak Creole over there? It's not the same. It's basically like Creole is like a combination of like indigenous language and... Oh, so Creole is a general term. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, you're right. They did it in Louisiana because it was like a combination of like the native people, French, French and English. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's the same thing in Hawaii. They've got a combination of like Chinese, Japanese, Hawaiian, and English. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And that's what it is because it, it, it's like a working language. 
Like when you were working in the cotton farms or whatever down in Louisiana, mm. you needed a way for everyone to communicate with each other and rather than like learn all the languages, like people just kind of pulled into like this slang language. Yeah, exactly. Slang language, exactly. One of the things I like about this movie too is when Willem Dafoe like detoxes the mom. <laughs> Yeah. What a good guy. He is. That's. Yeah. You know that what's sad though is like there are people that are like this. Like, They're, like that this? are just like in bed, like drugged out of their minds, like for months. Yeah. Years. It is sad. You know, like. And you don't get those years back. You don't get that time back if you're that person, you know? And it's like, you probably feel more alive if you ever come out of it, but... <clears throat> Some strange man with your kids on... You think... Yeah, she thinks it's... <sighs> well, we're at 50 minutes, John. You want to wrap up this episode of Cineman? What we could do is you could edit that out and we could fast forward to the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, wait. We could just... What happens at the end? Time glitch! We made it! Uh, well, he gets in the fight with the guy. He kills the thing. And then he finds the cave where the Tasmanian tiger is. And he kills it. And then he feels bad for it because it's such a majestic animal. And then, and then, then he, he burn it? He burns it and he doesn't take any samples. Oh, yeah. It. He calls him and says... It was already dead. You're never going to find it. Yeah. Don't try to find me. Yeah. Man, that was a great movie. There at the end scene when he shot it. Yeah. Oh, my God. This oh, movie man. is so good. Just reinforced everything I love about it. Yeah, oh, it really did. Man, that ending scene though, man. so good, yeah. so amazing. I'm so glad we watched it all. Oh man, me too. Wait a minute. Oh, there was a recording malfunction. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn it! Gosh, dang it! G Willikers, I am so spitting mad right now. Spitting. But, um, great movie. Yeah, it really was. Great movie. Well, listen. I'm glad we took the time. Yeah. Listener, we gave the movie the dignity it deserved. (laughs) Yes. And watched through it. Yes. The time we We would have been cheating ourselves and everyone else, (laughs) we wouldn't have done that. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) That is why you were my partner on this show. Exactly. Can you imagine someone doing a podcast about this movie and not watching the whole thing? No, I absolutely cannot imagine that. Breaks me up. It does. Thinking that I someone might do so that. I get so upset and angry thinking about the assholes that would do something like that. No I mean, dignity. The, no the irreverence to no, cinema. No. You know what would be worse, though? <laughs> is if a podcast dedicated to watching bad movies... Watched a good movie. <laughs> and then didn't even do the whole thing. No, yeah. <laughs> Those guys would be... What kind of integrity is that? Disgusting human trash. Yeah. What? Why were you pointing like that? At the Gilgamesh beer you're currently drinking? Yeah, it's great. The Mamba. A little bit lighter color than normal, isn't it? No. Alright. <laughs> you must not drink it that often. <laughs> no, I usually drink Miller Lite or something like that. Did you get a chance to listen to my... Um, did you get a chance to listen to our last episode of Cinnamon? Maybe. Is that where you have the really long intro? Yeah. Well, it's like two minutes long. And you, like, kick the, the listener? <laughs> what? Is that the one where you tell yeah, them... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty much I'm just like... I was like, put your... PBR piss down, you piece You said hams. Oh, I said hams. That you're hurt. right. Well, that's why I said it, because I knew you were probably <laughs> drinking ham. You're like, you're like I'm going to listen to this episode of Cinnamon. And then you turn it on, and you're like... 
And then you hear me say, put it down, you're like, hey! Yeah. Dude, last time I bought hams, I was in Mount Angel. <laughs> At Tiny's, no doubt. No, it's when we lived in Mount Angel. Oh. <laughs> Never mind, then. Well, no doubt the, the deli was closed, so you went to the bar <laughs> to buy them and take home. Get some beers to go. Can you do that at Tiny's? You can do that at all the bars. Oh, you can? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> yes, you can. <laughs> I believe you. Um. But, yeah. No, I don't know. I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> and then I was like, you're a drunk! Just kidding. Keep drinking. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I did it on Dula Taints, too. Hey, John. Mm-hmm. I just heard somebody outside my window. <laughs> Time to whoop some ass. <laughs> oh, listener, we are glad that you came with us on this journey to finish watching The Hunter. No, not The Hunted. That's also a good movie. Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Lee Jones. Benicio Del Toro? Benicio Del Toro. Filmed Silver Falls. Great movie. Great movie. It wasn't filmed in Silver Falls. Yeah, it was. Shut the f- Why'd you wink at me like that? Was it filmed? Yes, it was filmed no, in Silver Falls. The beginning. What? what beginning? The forest scene where he kills people. The whole movie? Yes, it takes place in Silver Falls. It's filmed in Silver Falls. Is it really? I think even the city that they're in is Portland, Oregon. It is. That's right. You ever seen Rambo? Yeah. First one? Yeah. Starts out pretty weird. It's a good movie. I haven't finished it yet. I've only seen the first one, I think. <sighs> the third one's good. haven't seen the second one yet. The third one, he's in Afghanistan. Like the late 80s, or early 80s. Lame. It's actually pretty good. Oh. Good. <laughs> um. Anyways... Thanks for checking out this uh, week's episode of Cinnamon. If you yep. guys want to tweet at us, you can at our uh, Twitter sphere, uh, at Cinnamon Spice. Um, you can also tweet me at Red is Awesome. John's not on Twitter. He is, but he doesn't. He forgot his <laughs> password. <laughs> Has anyone uh, requested I get on? Oh, I haven't looked. Okay. I should, though. Let me know. Because um, if they will, <laughs> I'll try to do something about it. Um, you guys can also email us at cinnaman at airpodcast.com. You can also call us at 657-888-3835. And leave a message. Are they having a sale on eights or something? Yeah. Throw as many in there as you can. I just thought it was easier to remember. What is it? 8867-887-888-3835. Yeah, that's easy to remember. Yeah. No idea what the number is. Triple eight three eight three five. Six five seven triple eight three eight three five. Six five seven triple eight three eight three five. Six five seven triple eight three eight three five. Six five seven triple eight three eight three five. Oh, six five seven triple eight three eight three five. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you say that? I did. I have the number in here. I know you do. How could you? How did you tell that it was me that called and hung up? Because the number popped up or something. Yeah, it has color ID. (laughs) That makes sense. And I was like, someone called. And I excitedly, like, looked up the log. And I was like, why does this number look so familiar? But it was right after you, like, switched from using, like, your personal phone number to, like, your work phone number. And I was like, why does this number look so familiar? And I was like, who is this? (laughs) Yep, that was me. Um... Anyways, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Cinnamon. We'll have another one for you next week uh, where we're going to be drinking more Gilgamesh beer, watching more great movies, etc. etc. Make sure you check out John when he comes and joins us for Duel of Taints' uh, 50th episode coming up in two weeks. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. It will be. We're looking, looking forward, forward to it. it. Whoa. We just mind-fucked a little bit. <laughs> Um, but that's going to be fun. We're going to have everyone from that, uh, from the awesome internet radio podcast family there. We're going to be drinking. We're going to be talking, sipping our gin and juice. 
Lay back. With my mind on my money, my, my money on my mind. Anyway. You ever had gin and juice? No. Me neither. Sounds gross. It doesn't sound very good. <laughs> anyway, closing words, John? What was that thing you said? I don't know. I don't know. You said something funny, and then I put it into the end of the Yana episode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually said anything funny. Not funny. I said a joke the other day at work. No one laughed? Worse! I was in the pickup with a guy, and he sat there. And about ten seconds later, when he just sat there, I said... I explained. Yeah. He said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, though. Some of my favorite jokes are the ones that I have to explain. Like, because they're so either Mine obvious or, or, like, so far removed. Like, I love explaining jokes. <clears throat> she get laughs. People say, oh, when I explain my <laughs> jokes. Oh. Like... You took the time to say that, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what he said. Reminds me of when I used to, like, tune out when people were talking on accident, and then I'd be like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh. My grandmother just died. In my mind, I'm like, oh, shit, what did he just say? <laughs> Think of something clever, it. <laughs> nice. Real clever. <laughs> I didn't say it was clever. I just was trying to think of something clever. Anyways, that'll do it for Cineman. Once again, I'm Rhett. I'm John. I almost said something. Until next time. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.